Welcome to the teaching ministry of Steve Franklin. Steve's calling is to coach champions in the kingdom of God. Our prayer for you as you listen to this word of encouragement and instruction is that you'll be built up in your faith and encouraged to take the next step in your development as one of God's true champions. Here's Steve. We've been talking about connecting with the blessing, God's blessing in and on you as a believer is your God-given advantage. We saw, first of all, there, in, as soon as God created Adam and Eve, He created them in His own image. May I ask you something? Do you think that God the Father is blessed? Is He blessed? I mean, is He the epitome of unconditional love? Is He full of wisdom and great power? Well, notice that God created Adam and Eve in His own image. And then the first thing he did, first thing he did was told him about how bad things were going to get, right? See verse 28? First thing he did was said, now don't do that, no. First thing God did when he created Adam and Eve is he blessed them. We saw in the Hebrew that word is barak. It means, it means to bow. It means literally to adore. The very first thing, get this picture God did when he created of his own image and likeness, Adam and Eve. When he created Adam out of the dust of the ground and Eve out of Adam's own body. The Bible says the first thing he did, get this picture, he took their face in his hands and he said, I adore you. I absolutely adore you. Some people think that's sacrilege because they have never gotten revelation of the love of God. The word there, God was affirming them. First thing he did was affirm them. Now, first thing you need to do for your baby is affirm them. You need to constantly be affirming those God has put into your life. Let the, well, how do you affirm somebody? You attribute value to them. So God affirmed. He blessed them. And part of that affirmation, part of that blessing was his affirmation. God loves you. He adores you. He gave up his own son for you. Part of that blessing, we see, he says, be fruitful and multiply in other words, I'm going to give you my kind of ability. Can I ask you all something? How many of you know, can you look at your life and say there's no other explanation for this except it was the blessing of God? I couldn't have done this on my own. God-given ability. I'm going to give you supernatural ability to be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, and subdue it. I'm going to give you authority over that enemy that's out there. I'm going to give you dominion over everything in creation. The Bible tells us as we read the first three chapters of Genesis that there was only one thing they couldn't do, and that was they could not eat out of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil because then they were going to taste evil. But I said to this to you last time that there was only one ploy of the evil one, and that ploy was to convince Adam and Eve 
not to believe and not to trust God's intentions for them. Some of you live way below God's intentions for you because you don't really believe His intentions for your good. You look around at your circumstances, you look around at the people that are in your life, you look around at what has happened to you, and somehow you are gaining what you believe about God based on all these outer circumstances instead of coming to His incredible, truthful, never-changing Word and seeing the truth for yourself of what He feels about you. The heart of losing revelation of the blessing of God, His affirmation, His ability, His incredible authority is somehow not believing and not trusting His intentions for you are good. Will that be put to the test? You better believe it. Some of you have been waiting for so long for breakthroughs you've cried out for and you still hadn't seen it yet and you're beginning to wonder about His real intentions for you. You better get into a place of worship and praise and back on that Word of God to get yourself back in that place where you can receive God's intention and not be deceived by the voice of the evil one who is trying to tell you through your circumstances, through other people, you will never have that. That'll never, your life is over. You can never be happy again. You better stop listening to those lies and get involved back again with the voice of God. Are you beginning to slip a little bit about how you feel about what God's real intentions for you are? Get back into that place of worship and praise, and get back to the truth of what God has said in His Word. Not only do you have to have faith in that, you have to decide to trust Him when it doesn't look like, when circumstances are piling up on you and saying, God never intended this for you. Oh, I've got a word from the Lord for you today. There are breakthroughs coming. There are breakthroughs coming just as the Spirit of the Lord gave Miss Mary a word today, there are breakthroughs coming. Don't stop short of believing God's best intentions for you. Don't let circumstances talk you out of God's blessing. You say, Pastor, is that happy talk? No, that's the Word of God. God's Word. God's Word. But I want you to notice something here. Even after Adam and Eve believed the lie and lost that supernatural blessing and authority and ability, God got back into covenant with a man named Abraham over in chapter 12. And in chapter 12, as, as we were learning today, <coughs> and thank you, Jake, for reminding us of that powerful passage. God got back into covenant with a man named Abraham, and here's what God said. I will, chapter 12, verse 2, I'll make a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. Why? So you can be a blessing. You know why God wants to bless you? Because He loves you. Because He wants to impart Himself to you so that you can then become a blessing. It's hard to give something you don't have, isn't it? Isn't that right? God's purpose in blessing is so that we will become a blessing. 
other people. God's purpose in blessing is not accumulation, it's distribution. God's blessing, God's purpose in blessing is to impart that which comes from him to other people that brings glory and praise and thanksgiving to God. I will bless you. The heart of the Abrahamic covenant is I am going to bless you and you will become a blessing. What does that mean? God's desire is that blessing is imparted through transfer, transfer agents, and transfer agents are people. Transfer agents are people. The agents of blessing are people. Now go to the right with me to Numbers chapter 6. I want, to see you, I want you to see something powerful. We have already demonstrated this today two or three times how much we believe in the spiritual principle of transfer. Numbers chapter 6, beginning with verse 22, And the Lord said to Moses, saying, He spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons, those were the priests that were called out. This is the way you shall bless the children of Israel. So when God established the priesthood, he established the priesthood to blister the people or bless the people. Everybody see that? Some of us have been brought up under some, some other teachings. <laughs> the Lord I want you to bless the children of Israel and you priests, I want you to say to them, you're going to bless them through the vehicle of these words, the Lord bless you. The Lord supernaturally empower you. The Lord affirm you and give you his authority and his ability. The Lord, to be blessed means to be supernaturally empowered to prosper in your spirit, soul, body, relationships, and finances. The whole man. Let me say that again. The blessing that God is talking about is the blessing of spirit, soul, body, relationship, and resources. I, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord, oh boy. The Lord prosper you internally and externally. The Lord Hold you close and protect you. I pray every day for your protection. That's my assignment. I pray every day for the Lord to keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you. What does that mean? The Lord looks at you and takes pleasure. He, he protects you and holds you and he looks at you and takes pleasure. Pleasure. Can I ask you something? Are you blessing people today? This is a perfect blessing right here because you know in the New Testament you are a priest and a king. Well, if God said to the priest, put a blessing on my people and do it like this, why are we so ignorant we don't do it? The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord look on you with favor. And the, and the picture here is his face lights up 
when he sees his daughter, his son. Wow. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you. That means to look on you with favor. It means to open doors of opportunity for you that you can't get in the natural. And give you peace. Can I ask you something? What price tag can you put on internal peace? There's not one, is there? You can be the wealthiest man or woman in the world, and if you don't have peace, you are bankrupt. Peace. I know a lot of people say, oh, if I just had a lot of money, I would have it made. You don't know what you're talking about. The more God blesses a person with, the more responsibility they have, and there's a heavier weight on people with a lot of resources. And don't forget that. The Lord bless you and keep you and lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace. The blessing of the Lord is peace. And if I'm not walking in peace, it's not God's fault. That's what He wants to impart to me. I have got to get my priorities straightened out. And I've got to come before the Lord and repent of trying to run my own life, fix my own life, do what I've not been given the authority to do. And I've got to come to Him and receive that peace as a gift from Him. Nobody else can give me peace. Part of the blessing of God, peace. And notice what he says in verse 27. After you've prayed, the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So you shall put my name on the children of Israel and I will bless them. The transfer agent through the words of the blessing of God. You put, your, you put my blessing on my people by the words you've been given. I want to remind you again, this was not just for Old Testament priests. In the New Testament, chapter 1 of Revelation, the Bible says that through the washing of the blood of Jesus, that we have all been made a kingdom of priests and kings. Intercessors. That blessing is spiritual in origin. The Bible says Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him. God put it into his account as right standing. Ephesians 1 3, we see it all the time that in Jesus Christ is believers. Every blessing in heaven and on earth, every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus has been conferred on his sons and daughters through faith in Christ. Every spiritual blessing. And did you know that every material blessing flows from, what does James 1 say? Every good and perfect gift comes from above. Jesus is not lacking or broken blessing. Spiritual blessing and tangible 
resource type blessing. We saw in Deuteronomy 8 in, a, in another teaching that if you were with us, if not, it's on, online. In Deuteronomy 8, we saw that the Lord wanted to express His blessing to them in a material way. They'd been wandering around out in the desert and He wanted to give them houses. He wanted to give them uh, silver and gold. He wanted to give them more than enough so they could be a blessing. You read Deuteronomy 8, you read Deuteronomy 28, you'll find out that part of that blessing has to do with resources. But I want to show you something here today in, as we close in 2 Corinthians chapter 9. For many years I did not see this and it hurt me. Part of the blessing not only requires for us to believe, not only requires for us to give thanks and to live by faith in partnership with the Spirit of God, but part of that blessing has to do with our partnership in the realm of the work of God and the desire of God. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9, God gives us revelation of this. The context is there, the work of God and there were incredible amounts of people who were in need who had come into the kingdom of God but they were, a lot of them had lost everything and there was a lot of need. There were those who were trying to minister. There was a lot of need. And uh, Paul writes to the Corinthian church here in 2 Corinthians 9, 6 and he says, he's talking to them about the opportunity to sow. Can I tell you something? One of the greatest opportunities we can ever have is to sow out of our own need. If you have need of healing, you ought to pray for somebody who's sick. If you have need of financial blessing, you ought to pray for somebody who's struggling and hurting. If you have need of encouragement, you ought to pray for somebody who's distressed or discouraged. Sow the seed you want to come up. Seed multiplies after its own kind. If you plant watermelon, you won't get cantaloupe. He who sows sparingly shall also reap sparingly. Can I tell you something? A lot of people invest in the kingdom of God sparingly. They just give what they think they can spare. Well, I think I can spare that, so I'll give that. You say, now you're getting in our business here today. I have to. That's my job. I don't like it. If you sow sparingly, you're going to reap sparingly. He who sows bountifully, and guess what the word in the Greek is for bountifully? He who sows with blessings shall also reap with blessing. Can I ask you something? When you give to the Lord, when you give to the Lord, do you ever take that check or that money or, or when you send that electronically? Thank God for those of you who do that too. Do you ever speak blessing over that seed? Oh, I just give it. I don't. 
He who sows with blessings. You say, you're getting weird on us now. No, I'm not. You ought to speak blessing over that seed you sow. God, in the name of Jesus, enter the fields where you've told me I invest this seed and I, be, I speak blessings over this seed. Blessings for what? Blessings for the kingdom of God to prosper and blessings that will give glory to the name of God and thanksgiving for him. And guess what else? Seed that will come up and come back to you. Oh, I ought not ever give anything expecting to receive anything. Look, I lived that way for 40 years. You try that if you want, but it don't work. Seed has life in it. Seed has life in it. Some of you are giving as if it's dead. Oh, I'll never see that again. Seed has life in it, Jeff. It lives. And I want to tell you something. Jesus is watching over the seed. And even though you may not think it'll ever come to pass, Jesus is watching over the seed given in a heart of love and faithfulness, not sparingly, but with blessing. And that seed will come to pass. Some of you have never heard me preach a sermon like this. This is the Word of God. So you know what? It is a blessing when Dean and I give to the kingdom of God to say, Lord, thank you, thank you, thank you. This, it's all yours. It's all yours. Thank you that we can honor you with the tithe. We can bring all the tithes into that place where we receive where we receive worship and where we receive prayer, where we receive covering, where we receive ministry. And God, we bring this to you. And we thank you that you open the windows of heaven for us. And you pour out blessing till it overflows. And we leave the timing of that over to you, but we thank you that this seed is, a, is living and you won't forget it. God's not going to forget your seed. It has life in it. I pray for you all the time that God will bless you. You say, you're trying to raise money in the church. Well, that would be the first sermon I've ever preached on that, but I want to tell you something. I don't mind telling you. When we get down financially and tight I will say sometimes to the inner circle of those who are helping us you stand up and correct me if I'm wrong Pastor Joe and I will tell Pastor Joe head of our prayer team we're going to have a fundraiser I want everybody to hit your knees and ask God to open the heavens and bless us that's our fundraising. And then we pray, I pray diligently. I'm in a strong season of that. For God to bless you mightily. 
that he would give you increase, that he would bless your resources, that he'd give you breakthroughs. They're coming. You in business? Things get tight. Maybe you ought to start praying for your customers. That God will bless them. Instead of trying to squeeze every dime out of your customers, why don't you pray that God will bless them mightily? Your boss trying to squeeze you and make you take less, why don't you pray God would bless that company mightily? And that he would supernaturally show you favor so you, get, so you would get raises so you'd be able to bless more people. How about that? He who sows sparingly shall reap sparingly. He who sows with blessing will reap with blessing. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. You ought to get excited and cheerful about giving into the kingdom of God. God is able to make, well, I love verse 8. God is able to make all grace. Look at the context of this. It's in the context of financial investment in the kingdom. God is able to make all grace. God's favor and ability abound towards you. So that you always, listen, so that you always having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for what? Every good work. Then he quotes an Old Testament scripture. He has dispersed abroad, given to the poor. His righteousness abides forever. There's blessing in giving. Now, oh, I love this verse, verse 20. Now may he who supplies seed to the sower. You say, Pastor, I don't have any seed. I told the Lord years ago when the Lord started dealing with me about this matter and all of the disruption my life was in, I said to the Lord one day, I don't have anything to give. I'll never forget this as long as I live. Walking up the steps of my basement, the Holy Spirit said, go to your room. <laughs> you ever been told that? <laughs> go to your room. All right, I'm here. Go to your closet. I already know what's in your bank account. <laughs> Nothing. Y'all been there, haven't you? Go look in your closet. What do you see in there? I'm beginning to feel like a child now, okay? Uh, clothes. How'd you get those clothes? They fall down out of heaven or did it take some money? Well, I had to pay for them. So there's monetary value there. Yes, sir. Well, then if I were you, I'd start not focusing on what you don't have and start focusing on what you do have, Jake, and I would start investing what you do have. I was so broke, sometimes I'd have two bucks, and the Lord would tell me to go give it to a man on the street I'd never seen before, a panhandler. You sure about that, Lord? Yeah. 
I'd pull into the gas station and have 75 cents. How many of you know how much money, how much gas you can get with 75 cents? Billy, I'd go in there with my 75 cents to that cashier. They'd look at me like, dude, you are bad. I mean, this is, you, you, do I need to call human services for you? It was bad, Steve. Stop focusing on what you don't have and what you think you need. Because I want to tell you something. What you think you need is not nearly enough. It's not. You ain't got it all on the list yet. Because one of the things you need is more than enough to invest in the kingdom of God when he says give it right there. God can supply all sufficiency in all things and give you an abundance for every good work, but we've got to have the faith and the trust to get involved in the sowing and reaping process. May he who supplies seed for the sower and bread for food supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. Watch this. While you are enriched in everything for what? To accumulate? No. For all liberality. To have generosity, which causes thanksgiving through us to God. The end result of you being blessed is thanksgiving goes to God. Then he goes on to say what we're doing here in raising these funds it supplies the needs of the saints, but the main thing it's doing is it's abounding through many thanksgiving and glory to God. Do you understand that the purpose of being blessed is to be a blessing and to give glory to God? What a beautiful opportunity to take advantage of partnership with God Almighty. Thank you, Jesus. That's part of the blessing. Are you operating in that? Are you investigating that? Can I tell you something? If you have a need that is in your face right now, do whatever you want to, but I would advise to you that you find any and every promise in this book you can find about the need that is in your face. You believe it, you meditate on it, you speak it, you get in partnership and obedience with it. You do. A lot of times I've said, God, show me where I'm missing this now. If I'm missing it, you've got to show me, and I will, I will get it right. But you've got to show me where I'm missing it. Otherwise, God, I'm standing on your word, and I'm asking you in the name of Jesus to do what I see in your word you want to do. I will not believe your intentions toward me are inferior in any way. The blessing of God. The blessing of God. I want to lead you in a prayer. Would you bow your heads with me? Would you pray this with me? Father God, God of all might and power, God of every resource, forgive me 
for in any way believing that your intentions toward me are anything short of best. Forgive me for allowing my view of you to be shaped through other people, my circumstances, anything except your word. And I hereby declare to you today that I want greater revelation of your blessing in my life, in my inner man, in my spirit, my soul, my body, my relationships, my finances. In the name of Jesus, may that which is mine on the inside and on the outside be revealed and bring glory and honor and praise to you. I see in your word that your desire for me as a sower is to always have all sufficiency and an abundance for every good deed. And so I hereby declare that you will supply seed to me as a sower. And I hereby declare that you're, a, you're the God of more than enough. I fully expect the blessings of God I don't demand anything, but I expect what the Word says belongs to me. In Jesus' name, trust me with more. More revelation, more resources. In Jesus' name. Oh God, I pray that all the blessings that are in Christ Jesus, spiritual and material, would be manifested to these, your sons and daughters. I thank you for them, Lord. I hereby bless them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In the precious and holy name of Jesus. And all the people said, we'll see you next week. Go with God. He's going with you. You can access more of Steve Franklin's teachings online at www.sfmin.com.